Welcome another episode of Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. I'm here with Brian Fleischer. We're going to talk about uh, what uh, his his journey to his uh, lofty status now, doing what I used to do of uh, pricing cards and being uh, really the main guy over here in uh, leading that effort. So it was a lot of fun for me for many many years, but it's going to be even more fun today for me not to be doing it and to be uh, conversing with uh, Brian about uh, how he his uh, journey of how he got where he is and what he's excited about. So thanks to our other sponsors, uh, Beckett Media, obviously Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. ComC, COMC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike's Stadium Sports Cards up in Colorado, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, and then Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. But welcome, Brian. Thank you We're for having me. We're going to talk about your journey, and you are uh, the main man now. Uh, when you came in, you weren't the main man, but I you've done not. <laughs> a bunch of great work here such that you are now uh, leading the charge. So I am. I congratulations am. on that. Thank and you. Tell us how that came about. Well, um, as, as you said, you know, I, I started here with Beckett in 2003, um, hired by Dan Hitt and Bill Sutherland, um, both former leaders of the, the pricing team that yes, you know well, yes, yes, that you worked yes. with for many years. Um, so I worked, I came in as an analyst. Right. Um, at the time in 2003, um, we probably had about 15 guys on the pricing yeah, team. Yeah. And <laughs> we... Wow, don't you wish? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, the technology has advanced, of course, since 2003. Yes, yes. So we don't necessarily need as many people. We can always use extra help, though. So um, I came in as an analyst, really. And for the first three or four years, really, all I did was uh, scrape, track, scrape, scrape. scrape yeah. eBay sales, uh, Beckett marketplace sales, right. um, auction house sales, um, prepped a few checklists to get ready and import to the database. Yeah. But that's really where I started. Um, and, and over the years, we, we've come down to about... Uh, Seven or eight guys now on the team. Well, is a lot of stuff you were doing is that uh, overseas automated now, or um, some offshore? of it is. A lot of the, the checklist prep is still done between um, here in Dallas. Depending on when the checklist is released, we will still prep checklists for the for the database. Um, some of it is done um, by Jeff Kamei, who's been with us for ten years and, and leads our Cebu team. He is in Toronto now, so he I'm sorry Montreal. I was confusing. He's in Montreal now, um, so he preps a lot of checklists. Um, the eBay and um, market gathering is done, yes, it's done overseas, both in India and the Philippines. Our Philippines group, we have guys there who've been with us for five or six years, yeah. so um, they really know, know, the, uh, know the market, and really they're just going out and getting um, the sales information, the mapping right. and the matching. basketball fans there, right? Huge basketball fans, but yes. Baseball not so much? Um, a little bit of baseball. Jeff is a huge, like, Jeff the manager is a huge yeah, baseball yeah. fan, big, big Yankees fan. Um, so it's, it's mostly basketball, but there's a little bit of baseball. Yeah. And they, a, uh, so really you've got a whole bunch of people doing prices. We do, we do. So it's I say just, we have a team. They're not here. They're not here. So yeah. in the office, the team that actually and they're, like you say, they're less editors and more analysts. Correct. And the, and the team that does the actual pricing of the cards are the experts here in the Dallas office. So we've got six guys here in the Dallas office um, uh, who actually do the actual pricing. We use the work that uh, the teams in India and the Philippines um, that they put together for us in these giant, massive reports that we still print that you're familiar with, these yeah, pricing yeah. market tracking reports that we still use. Um, and so that's how we, that's how we, we price products. What uh, so? What percentage of your time is pricing cards as opposed to doing kind of leadership activities or or uh, putting it's, out fires? Or it's probably kind of complicated issues. Seventy five, twenty five, putting yeah. out fires, leadership. Really? Um, yeah, it really yeah. is. I really like the pricing. Yeah. Um, I try and do as much as I can. I still yeah. do uh, the majority of the, the baseball, baseball pricing. Yeah. Um, do a bit of soccer pricing. Um, admittedly, we're way behind on soccer pricing. That's that's a market that's really growing, getting more popular, more product coming out left and right. Now keeping up with it. 
is you get all these different leagues and yep. nationalities yep. and yeah. all it's that tough. Really, so really tough. Yeah. A lot of a lot of baseball. My work is spent on baseball, um, a little bit of basketball, and a little bit of soccer. Um, but we have two other analysts who, who handle a lot of a lot of that. So I wish I could spend more time doing it because that's what I love. I love being in my office with my door closed, with my market reports I'm and not, the database. I'm not in charge anymore, so I, I can just say this. But my guess is you're understaffed in the um, sense that there's an awful lot more work than what was there when I was here. Mm -hmm. And you have less resources. You have some more automation. But we have more it's automation. really tough. Yeah. And so you're not hiring. Uh, we, we, we can hire. Yes, okay. we can hire. So um, What would you be looking for if you're hiring? Um, Anyone who see it's difficult to, to find people here as uh, anyone really. Yeah. It's always difficult to find people. We interview a lot of people who say, "I have um, I haven't looked at a card since 2000, but I really like sports." Well, yeah. as you know, the industry is in the in the market is so complex and so different. Um, with the levels of parallels oh. and, and just the number of products and the number of inserts and the difference between an insert and a parallel insert and a, right. and a regular parallel and an autograph and a mem and a cut signature and it's, it goes on and on and on and on and on. So to find someone who is really involved in the hobby and wants to move to Dallas um, right. and wants to to work in this. And, you, and you've got to be, we say kind of a certain kind of crazy to do what we do. If you're someone who likes to be real social and up and around and yeah. we're, we like to be with our reports. We like to be, right. well, it, it's a real the whole other analytical. If yeah. Somebody's married and has kids. Exactly. That's yep. another whole thing. Yeah. We, we were very fortunate back in the day, you know, mm -hmm. to, to make some wonderful strategic Hires, but most of them were were guys that mm -hmm. many of whom are married and have kids now. Yep. And Dallas is just to be on the record. Dallas is a great place to <laughs> have a family or be single or whatever. Yep. It's a wonderful place, and it, it's kind of a hobby hub. Yeah, we so. can. We, so we can definitely hire. We, we're definitely looking. Um, but it's it's a matter of finding the right fit. Um, we we find a lot of people who collected in the eighties and nineties and haven't touched anything since then. We've got a lot of people who are really into vintage cards, which is awesome. That's what a lot of us are really into. Unfortunately, yeah. the bulk of the work is in the modern exactly, section. Yeah. So, you know, we're trying to add, um, but I think we can, you know, we're, we're keeping up the best that we can with the, yeah. with the group that we have. I think it's just hard. What uh, of the different uh, price guide people on your team, are they all individually involved in social media? And you, or, or is that farmed out a little bit? Um, usually, it seemed like if you were speaking for the company mm -hmm. or making comments, and, yeah, and re real time. Yeah, there's a, there's a few of us who have work? access to the the social media account. So um, the editorial team, Ryan Cracknell and Karen Steckley, have um, access. Um, Mike Payne, of course. Um, gotcha. So that's the editorial team. Um, on the pricing team, it's mostly um, myself and Eric Norton who handle the social media mm -hmm. interaction. Matt Bible, our non-sport gaming analyst, um, handles some of the non-sport issues. Um, we can but also it's not post. fluff, it's substantive, right? Yes. I mean, it's basically yeah. well, that's what we're trying information. Yes. You're not just getting into... No, 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 no. We try you know, not to, to you know, we'll answer questions. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we can all get in there and answer questions if need be. Um, but most of the social media comes from um, Ryan Cracknell and the, yeah. and the editorial team. Um, Eric Norton and I handle the uh, Beckett Marketplace Facebook page. Um, so we do um, a little bit of work there. Again, it's, it's a lot of reposting of stories that, Beck, that appear on Becca.com. Um, Eric does a player of the day, right. marketplace player of the day, based on something that someone who performed the day before. Um, but most of the social media work, as I said, comes from editorial. Okay. And uh, again, the, how much of the market is eBay these days? It seemed like it's, when we first started, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, there wasn't an eBay. Mm -hmm. And so it was all card shops and card shows. And that's why we had a huge travel budget and yep. a huge team. And I think that was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of work. And you really had to have your, uh, you had to be able to evaluate the reliability of the mm -hmm. source. 
Well, you still have to rely the reliability source of it's eBay. But what what percentage do you think is eBay? Uh, I would think it's at least eighty percent. It, really, it's the it's the especially on the new hot product singles. A lot of a lot of pre price guide. You mean correct? A lot of the the a lot of singles do show up on the Beckett marketplace. Um, we've got about seventy five dealers now in the marketplace um, where a lot of singles show up. Um, of course, a handful do show up, or more than a handful, of course, show up on COMC. Yeah. Um, the super high and graded, of course, as you know, usually ends up at the major auction houses right. like Heritage and you right. know the, the Duggins and Scott or you know, those type places. Um, and then the rest of it usually just funnels to eBay. Yeah. So we we don't we rarely get any reports from dealers anymore. Like this is what I sold at my at my shop. Yeah. Almost never. Same thing with collectors. I know when I started, we'd get a little bit more of that. It was starting to. Is that because dealers have moved toward more toward selling boxes? And packs and things. Maybe, or maybe they just moved to selling online and they figure we get it anyway. Mm. Um, I think there are a lot of dealers who certainly don't break product. There's, of course, there's some who do in the marketplace dealers, of course, yeah. um, because they need inventory. But there are certain products that they'll break because they think they can make money on them and certain products that they don't break just because they don't feel yeah. that they can make the money on that. Well, it, in in a way, it it makes your job simpler, but it's you know it's less people contact, it seems like. It is. It is. Um, but it's it, less opinion then. Correct. Maybe that's the, good. I mean, the, there always was some level of the of challenge art is, and uh, science. The good. The good part is that all, a lot. The majority of the information is in one place, and we know where to go find it. The uh, challenge is that, as we talked about, that the products are so complex and so much. There's so many parallels to everything. Um, you know, it's not uncommon to have a product with 10,000 unique cards in it and 135 unique insert sets. Now, some of those insert sets may have two or three cards or parallels, um, and some may have 200. Um, but it's just a matter of then taking that single line from eBay, that single card from eBay that says, whatever, Mike Trout, uh, number to 25 in finding yeah. which of the 20 Mike Trout cards are number to 25. Right. Is, that's the that's the challenge. Um, now, at some point, in some inserts, all Mike Trout to 25, it doesn't matter if it's this insert yeah. or that insert yeah. or this yeah. pair or that, it's all going to sell for about the same. So um, there's there's some tricks that we can use to, to make it a little bit easier um, for us, but it, it's um, it kind of goes back to why it's hard to find somebody to come in and well, you got to train them and they'd be, If they really knew what the job entailed, they'd They'd be properly overwhelmed. <laughs> yes. Know? And then it's like the catch twenty two. They'd be insane to apply. Yes. Exactly. But then, uh, but it's it's very rewarding. It it's is. It's a lot of fun. And yeah. the only problem, which again, I, there's a very short, uh, a very small fraternity of people who have been in your chair, <laughs> yeah. but I'm one of them. And mm-hmm. and uh, when you do such a great job, one month, you get the privilege of doing it all over again the next month. <laughs> and then or, trying to or, fix all the stuff or the that next week if yeah, it's exactly. another sport. It's and, nonstop. It's and uh, it's really nonstop. Yeah. And and even then, you're you're um, you're hoping that nothing especially good or bad happens between now and when the when the publication is <laughs> exactly released, the hot list which is would make you look a, like you're stupid when yes. in reality you could have nailed it on yeah. on the day that was the day. Yep. Um, and uh, we shouldn't complain because if there wasn't any dynamic element, if if prices didn't move, mm-hmm. and again that's one of the cool things about tracking with a sport, a sport uh, baseball, if, which is your main thing, mm-hmm. was my first love. You know where there's 162 games and then and there's playoffs where you know, somebody does something great, you know, there, there can be kind of an instant, uh, uh, reward in the player's price, yep. which not necessarily shown in, the, but it's to some degree predictable. Yeah. In the sense that you do something good or bad. Um, and over time, players with lasting value are enduring. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I always thought, you know, when we're doing these annual books, which I guess you're pretty yep. involved in that too, yep. is that's a once a year chance to kind of, consolidate and try to figure out how does this apply to all these other more obscure sets besides the the stuff that's coming out mm-hmm. every 
Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, we're trying to hit a moving target every month. You know, we're yeah. trying to keep up with the new product, and then, like you, you kind of alluded to, um, you know, making price changes on players, hot or cold sets, hot or cold. Um, you know, we're up yeah. close to 11 million records in the database. About mm. four million in baseball, give or take. Four million different. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if somebody said that every card, uh-huh. they would be lying. Number one. <laughs> yes, that's impossible with all the one of ones. Too many yes. ones of ones. How many? How many over 25? I don't, I, I couldn't tell you, yeah. but there are a ton of one-of-ones. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah, a ton. And, you know, you could get into the fact that if you had 25 one-of-ones or one uh, group of 25, yeah. <laughs> that's still the same yes. rarity of the card, but yeah. there's perceptions and sometimes all that Sometimes in stuff. our frustration. Oh, it's marketing. Yeah. marketing. Yeah, yeah, sometimes in our frustration we say, why won't they just make one card of 100 instead of 20 to 5? And they just make one, please. <laughs> yeah, but just change the color a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, I was doing a box break. You know, one of the sponsors sent me something. I realized that if if... If it's gotten to the point now, if the set is not complicated, then it's not interesting. And so if it's not complicated, you almost don't need a price guide or you don't need a very thick price yeah. guide. You just need to know, hey, this guy is better than this guy. Yeah. So his price is higher. But when there's all these different kinds of variations and parallels and mm-hmm. inserts and other, you know, signatures and yeah. memorabilia and patches involved, yeah. there's, and again, it cannot, it, it, if it's, We'd be out of a job, Brian, if it was deterministic. Yeah. It was a, here's the formula, mm-hmm. you know, but, and to the extent there are some truisms, there are exceptions to every rule, which if there were no exceptions, again, we wouldn't have we wouldn't had a, here. a job. So, yeah. so I loved what I did and I don't know that I, I don't, I think I probably after 20 something years had a little bit of burnout, but then I also had heart attacks. So, <laughs> oh, so maybe that counts too, but so don't have a heart attack <laughs> no, and don't burn out. And, uh, but one of the reasons I, I don't think I did burn out is because, and, and I just want to end on this note is that I really enjoyed the people I worked with. Mm-hmm. And I think you do too. And I if do. you don't, it, even a good job can be kind of not as much fun if you're working with people. You yeah. Like. When, when you've been there as long as I have, or, or Jeremy Murray or yeah. Bill Sutherland, um, You've got to enjoy coming to work every day. You love what you're working on. You love the cards. Exactly. And you, love the you know, is, is every day awesome? No, of course mm-hmm. not. But that's that's life. So, yeah. but the, there's more great days than there are bad days, and that's what I love about it. What a great statement to end on. That's my goal for this podcast too: to be more great days. <laughs> and uh, this has been one of them. I really enjoyed catching up with Brian. Uh, Brian will do it again. Listeners, thanks for listening. We're doing it because, uh, again, Brian wouldn't, we wouldn't be here if there weren't, uh, customers and collectors and people out there that, uh, love cards much as we do. So thanks, Brian. Thank you, Dr. Thanks, Dr. listeners. We'll be back again tomorrow.